1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Welcome to the Rodan Podcast. Stay tuned to hear all things LFC. Miller, lovely cushion header. Oh, you're beautiful! What a headshot! What a headshot! Liverpool 3-0, call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! You've yeah! 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 <laughs> it! Unbelievable! Salah took it, rolled it up here for
1: Nunez! To win it! The limer bird scores.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Rose End Podcast. Tonight I'm on with Stigl. Steve Plunk, I don't know why I've called you Steve Club in my head. I've got you mixed up with Dan. <laughs> um, the- oh, mate, that, that just sums everything up, does it? it? Sums everything up. Um, so we're on, obviously, to talk about the news that we never wanted to hear, but we knew it was going to happen eventually, just not now. Um, Jürgen Klopp is to leave Liverpool Football Club. Let's just go with your first reaction.
3: You just asked me before we came on, where was I? And what were yeah. gonna do? And all I can remember is I had to have a, a double take. I had to stop and think. Nah, I, I, I didn't hear that right. No shit, I did. You know what I mean? I've heard that exactly how it is. Um, I've kind of been living in blissful ignorance of this because we've obviously known that he's extended, and the dates always come up in conversations, don't they, about when jagen's contract ends? And I've kind of done done the tomorrow I never comes scenario for me in terms of yeah, just live for the day. Um, yeah. Feels like 1991 when, when Kenny walked away the first time. And I said to you again before we came on air, there's been three or four, four for me, four managers that have absolutely connected with the city first, the fans mm-hmm. and the club secondly. Uh, and they, they get everything that we're about, the working class nature, the the, the, the way that we, we love our football club. We back each other through thick and thin, you know, and, and the, he's, in, he's incorporated that and he's gone with it but he didn't really have to, because it's yeah. him anyway. So the fact that we've we've taken to him in the way that we have and, and the way that we feel about him is um is no surprise, but it makes today's news even harder to digest, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. Um I, I when I'm s i am was, was sat with I was sat in town and I'm scrolling through my phone and I seen a I can't remember which Liverpool network I could put it on. But it just came up, Jurgen Klopp to leave Liverpool, and now when you think it's one of them edits, so I I thought oh, he's, he's taking a piss here. So I clicked on it, and then the video came on, and then Jurgen's obviously sat there. He goes to speak, and I was convinced it was AI. It was like it was like I, something I, you don't you don't want to see and you don't yeah. ever want to hear all at once. Yeah. And um, yeah,
3: I lost the plot. I couldn't concentrate on what I was doing. I needed to stop what I was doing, get away from the the everyday, and go and listen to the the interview and take it all in and understand it and process it for myself. Mm. I, I I genuinely lost the block concentration went out the window as soon as I heard that.
0: I'll be honest. From I think it was ten thirty eight or something along them lines, I got back in work after eleven, and I never done that. And that's being honest. i just like, I think I just sat there for about five or six hours just staring at my screen thinking, what are we going to
3: do? No, it's mad.
0: Well, let's move on to the timing of the announcement then. So yeah. January 26th, 10 a.m. random time in the morning. On a Friday as well, Jagan, come on. Um, what do you make of the timing and why do you think it's just it just came out the way it has? <laughs>
3: Well, we're seeing the team every week, aren't we? Hours before it comes out, so somebody's letting information out the back door of the club, and I can only think that if this has been, if this has been common knowledge since November, which is what we're led to believe today, yeah. certain bodies have got this information ahead of when they should have had, and I don't know if the clubs had to react today to stop that becoming news from anybody else other than them, because that would just be another thing for the for the naysayers and those people that don't like the way the clubs run to sort of get a grip on the situation. So I think it was a damage limitation scenario. I don't think there's ever Monday, Tuesday, right through the week. that Never be a good time for, for, for us to hear that, that announcement. So I'm, I'm not going to look at it, to be honest with you, and think it's Friday, two days before a game, and, and, and it's this and it's that, and it's this close to, you know, big games against Arsenal and Chelsea that there will not be a time that you or I or anybody who watches this or anybody that's a Liverpool fan will look at this and go, yeah, okay, I'm ready to hear that now. It isn't going to happen. So now it's out there and, and and he's saying, don't make this about me, make this about the team. Mm. I like that. And I think if the, if the club can go with that, it potentially galvanises us. You know, it's one of them things, isn't it? You could never prepare for, for an announcement like that. Not with him. Um, I think we all wanted him to stay forever. I think we yeah. all, all, you know, I think we all were praying for another extension. But it must be tiring, mustn't it? Dealing with yeah. what he has to deal with day in day out for seven years.
0: Yeah, what did you think of the? Um, I, I don't know if you watched the press conference at three o'clock. I did behind me hands, um, and he he said about obviously Jose Enrique. he's made a comment about it being FSG, yeah. and then you know it's it's very bold of Klopp to come out and say that the way he did. To shush that noise straight away. What did you think of that?
3: I don't think it is to do with FSG. We might find out it's to do with with a certain body in the club that you know. Um, you know, obvious conclusions have been drawn with with, with the Mo Salah situation. And maybe maybe that's got something to do with it, but I'm not sure it has. He looks tired. He looks yeah. like he's he's been through the mill, and he has. Um, Last season would have been really hard on him because he would have wanted better for us. We we all would have wanted better. Um so Jose Enrique does this from time to time to to try to stay relevant, to try and cling on to the coattails of a of a of a Liverpool career and a connection to the football club. And you see that with, with certain ex pros. Um I don't think there is a problem. I don't think Klopp would have thanked you if you'd said to him, There's a billion pounds for your transfer window, go and spend it. I don't think that's how he wanted to run, ever wanted to run any of his football clubs. Mm. Um, I don't think it is to do with that. I think it's genuinely to do with how many times can you go to the well to fill up and you, and then you get there and you can't fill up anymore. And he's saying, I did did see that press conference or, or afterwards, and he's saying, I want to be the best version of me and I can't be the best version of me. And, and, and it just takes, takes a, a proper ballsy man to come out and say that. And, and understand it and you know it's interesting that the backroom staff are going as well mm. really really hard i mean when i worked at red men we were told we wouldn't get much out of the football club because things weren't going well and that's normal but yeah. why would they go and do things on fan channels when, when they're not playing very well so if the club's thinking that imagine the stress that those guys would have been under to try and salvage something and eventually get european competition in some form or another and even that didn't look likely at times so I'm not the more I think about it, the, I can process that and I can understand that and get it because if you do these things every day for six months you get burned out from doing podcasts never mind yeah. running a football club You can't <laughs> yeah you can mate, genuinely we, we both spoke about that before Um so, so imagine having to do, like you said in a press conference six, six, six press conferences a week being asked absolutely stupid questions every single time he sits down about things that have got absolutely nothing to do with the team and 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 it's done for clickbait. So that must be hard. And football's changed, and him and uh, Linders have both taken a much more hands-on role in terms of things like recruitment. Um, careful what you wish for, maybe a little bit in that regard for those two guys in terms of taking all that on. But you can see he, you can see where he is. mate. you can, you look at him, he. He looks drawn he looks tired he looks like he needs a break um just just not now just wasn't ready for it now but, but I, but i with every passing minute i kind of can reconcile it to some degree in my mind and think this this is this is no surprise that he's that he's absolutely done it. absolutely no surprise at all
0: yeah i'm, I'm in the same boat i think like you've said there um Obviously, we, none of us were ever ready to hear this news, no matter when it was, whether it was today, tomorrow, next year, whenever. Um, I was just surprised that it's come out so quick, but I think you touched on it before. It's better to hear it from the horse's mouth than from someone else's. So to know that it came from him and the club quickly, it just silences everything, doesn't it? It, it stops that noise of... Jürgen might be leaving Liverpool. What? What's that about? And then he'll start getting that question in the press conference and stuff, which is the last thing he wants to do is the fans to find out from somewhere else. Um, it, it's a problem, this though, isn't it? It's a problem. If that is the case, it's a problem that things are coming out to to the public, such as the team, every other week. That's that's an absolute...
3: It takes the fun away from it, doesn't it? But, but you'll never stop it. It, it happens no. at every single football club. You and I MS, ourselves and the Liverpool fan base. We were talking about this the other day. Um, if you decided to immerse yourself in a Wolves fan base or a Brighton fan base, it would just be the same, but on a smaller scale, because obviously, in terms of the size of the clubs, the things that you get. Yeah. But I'm sure there's one in every single football club that likes to be the person that comes out and you know slips out the news out the back door. I I don't think you can stop it. How do you stop it? Mm. Um, but today, I think there's a little bit of let's head it off before it becomes secondhand news. And our fans deserve better than that. And now we can galvanise as fans at the ground and the players can, can can come together and probably have already started talking to each other about boys, we're sending him off the best possible way we can. Look what he's done for all of our careers. There's yeah. no drop off. There's no, no feeling sorry for ourselves. Um, we've got Arsenal, we've got Chelsea coming up soon. They're pivotal games in our title race. And they're getting it because we're going to do this for Jürgen. And that, that that has to be the way the football club looks at this.
0: Definitely. So <clears throat> I haven't heard much of Billy Hogan um, before, before today, mm. to be honest. He doesn't really get involved with stuff. He's a man in the background, isn't he? But a very important man. Um, what did you think of him in the conference today? Because I thought he looked very relaxed, looked very calm. He was very well-spoken for someone who doesn't really do much media work in terms of press conferences. Um and he also looked like a guy to me that sort of knows what's
3: next. Yeah, but there'll always be a contingency. I think I know where this is going and we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, he did speak well. Do um, you know what I really liked in his, his bit when he said when you've been speaking to a man who's become not only in your employ, but he's also become your friend yeah. and you start to hear stories about this may not continue. You kind of have to run with that. You have to work with it. Then you have to respect their decision. And I really like that and, and there's a lot of credibility he goes in that comment and I read something this evening that they were talking about, talking to Klopp about summer camp and stuff like that and a penny dropped, I might actually not be here when that happens and from mm. that moment on he's kind of thought about what the future looks like not being a Liverpool football club and that's grown and manifested itself and has become his decision so I, I agree with you. Uh, Listen, if you're heading up Liverpool Football Club, that's part of a multi-billion-pound sports sports company in Fenway. Um, you've got you've got a place on their board. Um, clearly you know how to talk to people, very polished, okay. very calm, very relaxed. You're quite right. Maybe they, you'd be daft if you didn't have a contingency in place mm. for that because I think Jurgen is so intense and so emotionally attached to the football club that could happen at any time. Yeah. Because of the way he is, because of how much he invests himself in it. So I think there's always been a what if, you know, scenario there should be a what if scenario in everything we do, no matter who you work for, there has to be a succession plan in place. And I think I think they know who they'd like to speak to.
0: Well, let's talk about this season then. We'll go on to the um what's next towards the end, but in terms of this season, you touched on it then with the players probably coming together and saying, you know, he's what he's done for this team. This Importantly for me is, <clears throat> as a fan, it's not only a Liverpool fan, it's also what he's done for this city. Now, you, you know, there's going to be the blue half that don't really see that, but he's brought the respect back to Liverpool in terms of the city itself. He stood behind us, he stood by us every step of the way, through everything we've been through, stuff we've had to go through again that we didn't think had ever happen again in terms of safety at games. Um And he stood by us and I think that's that's what people are missing. People just see a football manager around different teams in the Premier League, different teams in the world. He's, he's more than that, isn't he? He's, he's,
3: he's one of us, let's say. Well, within the City, Jurgen Klopp's passion for everything that's liverpool whether that be the city the culture the football club the man he is is probably greater than the manager he is if that makes sense who he is and yeah. what he is as a man Trans it, it sits above what he is as a football manager so we're not just losing the football manager we're losing an adopted scouser by his own admission we're losing yeah. the man that is naturally in tune with your thought process and my thought process and the working class and and doesn't sort of venture off down down either you know down down the the tory route and stuff like that he's totally totally in tune with everything that the city is and and i think i think he had that from day one and it's obviously grown and his love for the city's grown um so so yeah he's had to deal with more than his fair share hasn't he you know the, the the european cup final with the scenes we saw at paris and then being a figurehead for the press conferences about stuff like that um, for being at the football club when the decisions came through on, on, you know, Hillsborough and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Perfect fit for the football club, perfect fit for the city, perfect fit for you, for me, and for the many thousands who get tickets and go and watch games. If you and I sat with a computer and designed a manager for Liverpool football club and had five or six core elements, he has them all and he has them all in abundance mm. and losing the man would be harder than losing the manager because football managers come and football managers go and we've seen it with Paisley, Shankly, Dalglish, Benitez, they've all had success. Um, every now and then a man walks into your football club that that creates such a strong emotional attachment to you as a fan and yeah. to, to your environment, and your club and your city and that will be the hardest thing for us to say goodbye to um we always knew that we'd we'd end up with another manager at some point it's it's the fella it's the man himself that 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 we've grown to love in the way that we do so i think that's going to be really really tough for us to process and that's going to be a horrible last game whatever it is when the last game at anfield that I'm so glad it's going to be signed for 90 minutes, isn't it? Let's be honest. They're just going You're to sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's
0: not a yeah, fan but... of it anyway, is he? <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, so when I mentioned then, what now for this season? Um, it's going to be, for me, this can go either way. And I think a lot of people have said that, and it's, it's very obvious as well. This can either be a good thing that it's come out now, or it can be, an awful thing and the emotional side will get the better of not only the team but the crowd. Um, how do you see it going and what do you think is on their mind right now?
3: I think the players and the staff will be very grounded and he'll keep them that way. You know, you pictures from the training session today, and everyone's in seemingly great spirits, and there's not a lot of sort of long faces around, and he wouldn't want that, and he he wouldn't want the players to do that for the fans. Mm-hmm. What might get to us all from time to time is the occasion of certain games you know at uh, big games at Anfield kind of this could be his last one of this or this could be his last mm-hmm. one of that and as we get closer uh, there's going to be an outpouring of emotion from the fans what I think they need to do and it, it's like you when know, you're a small club and you get to a final and you, you, you get beaten by the occasion rather than the game of football yeah. because you get sucked into the emotion of it all that for me will be the biggest challenge that they've got in terms of stopping people sort of dipping into that and thinking oh god he's going and i can't concentrate he's very very good at at articulating what he wants from the players and getting a little bit extra from them we went 97 points and lost the title we went to madrid in the final of the champions league and lost the final what did he do he used those two moments of adversity to say to the players give me 10% more well, this is a moment of adversity for the players because they're losing the guy that guides them through week in, week out, all the successes, <coughs> all the dealing with the, the things that don't go so well. And, and then that will be that will hurt some of them. Some <coughs> Certainly more than a lot. Andy Robertson must be in bits because he epitomises everything that Jürgen Klopp is as a player. He will have them uh, close to him. He'll have them listening. He'll, have them, he'll support them. He'll, he'll guide them. He'll take them away from that that feeling like that. And, you know, football managers talk about taking it one game at a time and we sit there and go, no, they're not doing that. Looking at the league table going, we can get 12 from the next five games. We're in a really strong position. I think he's got to ring fence every single game and deal with the emotions during that week. And the closer we get, maybe the harder that becomes.
0: Definitely. So what, what do you think on this last game of the season then? Um, Who knows what it could be. We've got, you know, we're, we're there for... We've got the Car- Carabao Cup. I keep calling it the Carlin Cup. Carabao Cup, we're still in the... Sh- obviously, we top of the league. Um, FA Cup, potentially Europa League. I can't see anything other than the
3: quarter. <laughs> uh, Do you know what? I'd love that. I'd love that. You'd think there'd be a bump in the road somewhere because we've been here before, haven't we? And But
0: this is different, isn't it? Like, yeah, the, man- the manager, the, the catalyst of this football club, the... The figure that we all know, what represents Liverpool Football Club and the fan base, most of all, um, he's gone. So I just, I don't know. Obviously, it's going to be a horrendous occasion the last game of the season, but I just feel like there's no reason why we will not compete with that extra 5% now, knowing that that's going to happen.
3: We're different. We play front foot football. Yeah. The the, the, the Liverpool 1.0, should we call it, for the benefit of what we're doing now, Mm. was built on strong defensive stability Mm. with the midfield three that didn't really venture out of the 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 war zone as they like to call it the press you to death and win the ball back and play balls into pockets for Mane and those guys to run on to Salah this is different this is Alexis McAllister playing as an alleged deep line midfielder and his heat map for the season covers almost the entire pitch (laughs) you know this is Dominic Tobber's life's first thing when he gets his foot on the ball is to drive forward. Ryan Gravenberch, exactly the same. Curtis Jones, probably now the first pick in our midfield. Yeah. Tent when he steps into midfield looking forwards. I was calling for it for a year ago saying if you're gonna if you're gonna challenge Manchester City, you do what you do, but you have to take a leaf out of their book and you have to play front foot football. And all the managers are coming out of all the opposition we're playing at the moment, coming out at the end of the game saying. I can't criticise my team. They're just too good. Yeah, They're just too good. We couldn't get near them. They're just too good. And that takes you back to an interview Kasper Schmeichel did when we beat them 4-1, when Trent scored mm. the goal and did the Mbappe celebration. He said, right now I'm pretty pissed off because I don't want to play the way Liverpool want, wants us to play, but there's nothing you can do about it. They just <laughs> stop you from doing what you want to do and they bully you into doing what they want to do. This is slightly different when you've got players and managers coming out saying hold my hands up, there's nothing we could do there tonight. They were just too good. David Moyes, very, no reason to be anything but sort of bitter about Liverpool because of the Everton and the Manchester United relations has come out and said, I'm not going to really criticise them, Liverpool are just too good. Mm. So if we can hold on to that and he can hold on to that and he can continue to stop the players disappearing down the rabbit hole of emotion, then then we've got a chance of of doing what you've just said. Which is going to the to the to the, the final hurdle on every single one of those things we're still in. Could you imagine the parade? He's leaving. We've got trophies. It doesn't matter how many we get. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. I was at the last parade on the Strand, and I didn't even see the team bus because of the pyro. The whole of <laughs> Liverpool will just be emblazoned with pyro after that happens. Um, so there's a lot for us to look forward to, and there's a lot of work for him to do. And from the press conference today, he seems really dialed into that. But he's just saying he can't do it year in, year out, isn't he?
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's so sad to hear that comment, isn't it? Like that he yeah. can't keep doing it again and again and again. And obviously, there's two ways you can look into that. There's a way of going again, and you know, putting everything into it and doing everything that he's doing now that he's more involved. But there's also the side of it where people are saying. You wouldn't have to do it again and again and again if City weren't cheating their way to league titles.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we can. I don't think we should speak about the City thing too much. You know what I mean? It's. I have my own view on where that goes in terms of resolution. Mm. Um, I think we need to worry about us. And, and I know you're right. You're right. If if that hadn't happened, we might have two more league titles than we we've, we've got under the again, but to get to four European finals and get to 90-plus points three times and to two Carabao Cup finals and who knows, maybe a second FA Cup final. um, That would be the difference between winning one league title and one Champions League and saying, can you compare him to a Bob Paisley in any format? Can you compare him to a Bill Shankly in any format? Is he yeah. is he the equivalent to Kenny Dalglish? <laughs> Those were the things that he needed to do to, to add trophies to his to his legacy, and he's doing that. And if he wins the the two domestic cups again this season, you know he's got a a, tro- a a trophy cabinet that rivals anybody. So, um, yeah, it it is a bitter thing that that we've been cheated a little bit, but I really don't want that to be the sort of conversation piece towards the end of the season. I want us to get behind the team. Let's do it now. And then if they choose to deal with Manchester City retrospectively in whatever way they choose to deal with it, we'll react to that at that moment in time rather than using it to to sort of stagnate what we need to do between now and the end of the season. It's probably banned from conversation around the training ground. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't speak about it.
0: If you you were to look back then on that first press conference to the press conference we've just had today, and when he said he wanted to turn Liverpool fans from doubters into believers, which he was a man of magic with them first few words in that press conference, wasn't he? The, the yeah. normal one, the doubters to believers. These we could go on. Um There's no one that could turn around and say he hasn't delivered what he's promised on them first on that first press conference. These he's literally done more than I think. I ever expected. First of all, I, I, you know, I knew we'd be challenging eventually under him because of, we all seen what he done with Dortmund uh, under very financial constraints. he's done the same at Liverpool. Um, that's, I think, what it is. If you look back now, and you used and to say to me, "Who would you have as a manager if Klopp weren't there?" I, I couldn't even name anyone that could have like brought the, the fans together the way he did. He was. Um, I remember being in the cop. For I think it was West Brom when we drew two all. I'm sure. I'm sure it was West Brom two all. When he brought all the players to the the cop end,
1: yeah.
0: all in hands, all like lifting their arms up to the gra- to the crowd. And I was walking down the steps, and I didn't know what to think of it that day. I was a bit like, mm. "What the fuck are we celebrating here?" And I remember leaving the ground a few days later, thinking about it, thinking about it, and I thought, "You know what? That's that's a turning point. Though. That's a big turning point." And. He
3: had everyone in the palm of his hand from that moment, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I I know someone who knows a coach that is still employed by Liverpool. And and the story is he got everybody together and said, this is the journey we're going on. This is how we're going to do it. Every single one of you is of the same importance whether you brush the the canteen floor or you play up front. We are a unit. We are going to do this together. We are unbreakable. And he's delivered that. And, mm. and for one man to change the whole demeanour of your of your foot because let's be honest, there's been times in the last twenty years we felt sorry for ourselves. Yeah, and sometimes with with just cause, he's changed all that. We, we are now a, a positive thinking club. Mm-hmm. His personality is stamped all over the football club, all over the football club. You know, someone said today, do you smile when you're getting beat?" Have you seen that? And he said, "Because I've seen my son being born." And I've seen things like that. And you should never be miserable about football. There's more important things in life than that. What a way that is to to be in that job with that pressure at that football club with all that expectation and all that weight on your shoulders, the same weight that he's now saying he can't live with and and have that demeanour. So like you, um, he was for me the only person that fit the bill when we decided to remove Rodgers and replace him with somebody else. Yeah. And everything he said, you're right. We will win a title. Now, in Germany, a title means you might go and win the League Cup or the FA yeah. Cup. That's still considered a title. But he did the title. And he did the European Cup. And he did the little domestic cups. And he did the European Super Cup. And he did the World Club Championship. Things we haven't done before um, in terms of the World Club Championship. So, he was clever what he said. And I remember him saying, uh, we're just We're just, just, just normal guys. But we know a little bit about football i remember him vividly saying that in his in his first press conference and boy do they know about football because look at what they've created
0: yeah i think you know he's the a few of the backroom staff have had a bit of stick over the um over the years and none more so than his assistant and the famous book but Roger. we yeah i think we can all agree on not only jürgen klopp has done an unbelievable job at the reds but the backroom staff as well as the one big team, um, and again, it's a team effort from both players, coaches, staff. Can'ty, it's everyone. It's it's crazy how a football team works. We all just see eleven lads on the pitch and think that that's that's the be all and end all. But everything around them, like you said, there, what he's done, bringing everyone together. Uh, that's that's what I think I'm. I'm going to struggle with and think that's what I'm going to see as. How the hell do you replace that? He's put the foundations in. Who can keep on
3: top of their foundations? It's it, and, that, yeah. and you're right, that's a difficult thing, isn't it? It's it's You don't want a Jürgen clock mark two because you can't have a Jürgen clock mark two. Yeah. You need someone to come in and put their own touch on it. But there's such a, a basis to work from. There's such a, a good feeling in and around the club. It would be quite easy to dismantle that. And whoever comes in, it's got to be the right fit from the perspective of they get and they understand it. I mean, I see I see names like someone's come up with Inzaghi and someone else has come up with Nagelsmann. I don't want either. Of them. Nagelsmann failed his big audit when he, his big audition when he went to Bayern Munich, didn't he? And it yeah. didn't work for him. And you know, I'm sure I'm sure he'll come again. But it's it's key for us who we get and to understand what Klopp has built and to learn to deal with it and to understand. The magnitude of the football club you're coming into. There's two or three football clubs in the world that share what we've got, and uh, and until you've faced with that, until you've experienced it, until you've been around it, everyone who comes to Liverpool Football Club says, "I knew it was big. I had no idea it was this." Yeah. You know, all the ex-players are like, "Wow." You know, mm. Ryan Babel. You've spoken to Ryan Babel. Ryan Babel looks back on his Liverpool career with pride. And that's mm-hmm. one of his like his teams, and he says we, and he says us. And I've spoken to Lucas later on an interview, and and he talks about we and us, and it just gets under their skin, and it's it's so big, and it's such a big family, and it has such an impression on you. To continue to to deal with that and grow it, and manifest it, make it bigger and better, and change with the times and evolve, and I think that's what he's done so well. His his project has evolved over the years, and he's going to walk away and he's going to take all of that with him so whoever comes in has got he's got to deal with a little bit of that as well as the football inside of him
0: well obviously we we don't know what it looks like but in terms of where we go from here as a football club I'll take your name that you'd go for or someone or a couple let's let's throw a couple of names in the hat that you would like to see come in obviously it's early days and we probably weren't well we weren't expecting this but who's the sort of, let's say, personality that you think could come in and not be Klopp again? Because I don't think we'll ever see that. I, I yeah. certainly won't. I don't think I will. Um, but a couple of names that you'd like to see linked with the job.
3: <clears throat> so I saw six names linked today. Uh, wow. Mourinho, that was, quick. Mourinho, was, Mourinho <laughs> was linked. And I'm thinking, no, not oh, Mourinho. No. Um, Zinedine Zidane was linked. And I'm thinking, not for me. Um one of my favourite footballers of all time. But when the going gets tough, he does one, which he did twice yeah. at Real Madrid when they needed to rebuild. He's great at uh, sitting on a well-oiled machine and keeping that going and using the fact that, you know, do you know I am type of thing. He's been um, out of football get... for a while as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, has. And, and I think he's a better player than he was a manager. Yeah, um, Nagelsmann's not for me either. And Zaggy's Simeone Zaggy's another one that's been mentioned. And they're not for me either. The two from the six that I can see... Being, being sort of at the, the top end of negotiations and conversations, would be Roberto De Zerbi in terms of his football ethos and what he wants to achieve and what he's done with Brighton and how they play. Mm-hmm. Quite easily transpose that style of football into our squad. Um, I don't know too much about the man. Mm. I don't know whether the affiliation with the club is there. I don't know whether he could grow that. Um, he, see, he seems very he seems a bit like a hand grenade
0: does I, I like that but I don't know how we deal with that in terms of do you know the, pub, the publicity side of things when he does his conferences he's very like <laughs> I imagine the club shitting themselves
3: well Clock can be like that well, Klopp can be spiky yeah. just ask James Pearce is few, no James bloody hell mate but he I mean, it may like be made me. up <laughs> James is a sound bloke to be fair but He's only asked, asking questions as per his job, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But the one for me that sort of resonates right now is the guy that's 20-odd games unbeaten in Germany, and that's Xavi Alonso, because he's come out, put in the last couple of years, and said, yes, I was at Liverpool, I was at Real and I was at Bayern Munich, but my passion for football remains at Anfield. That's Alex my Cole. footballing home, that's my home. Um. I watch quite a lot of Leverkusen because I, I'll admit it, I'm an Alonso fanboy and I've been ever since he played for his mate. Um, they're doing football different to the rest of the world in terms of the way that he sets them up. Um, they watch the way they play and they watch the way they play the ball into space. The guy gets the ball, sets it back into space and the guy runs onto it and they move it again and they push either Frimpong Pong or Grimaldo right up the pitch and they're, they're, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Trent and Rob, I would love that because it gets them back into what they were doing when we were heavy metal football. When they were yeah. right up there making loads of assists and Trent's a much better footballer these days than he was when we were doing that, to be fair. Um, and, then, and straight away, straight away, you get buy-in from the fans, straight away, the fans are on his side because of just, the guy just exudes class, doesn't he? Do you know what he I mean? does, doesn't from a football he? football perspective and, and as a guy. Um, so I think that's a really easy link to make. But the fact he's doing really, really well. And clearly Anyone who can play football in the way that he played football has to have a certain level of football IQ. Mm. And it's how you transpose that into your players and then onto the pitch and into your tactics and what have you. And they're unbeaten this season. They've not lost a game this season. And they're, they're seven points clear. I know Munich have got a game in hand, but they're, they're seven points clear. And they came from... Uh, was it 2-1 down to win 3-2 recently at uh, Leipzig? And well, do you, know what, do you know
0: what impressed me about that? He, yeah. he could have easily just took a point there. Could have so easily done it. But what he done was he changed it and went for it. And Leipzig are third, I think, in that league. And, you know, it like went, I, I said... about
3: fifth now, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. He could have could have just played that safe. And how many teams and how many managers have we seen played safe? Yeah. And he goes for it. And if that's going to... You know, if, if you're going to do anything at Liverpool... It's get on, it's go for it, isn't it? It's attack, it's go for the but jugular. I, I watch
3: and... I watch what they do but at Leverkusen and I look at Liverpool's playing the guys in the squad mm. and what he wants Leverkusen to do, which they are doing. He's got better quality players at Liverpool to do exactly yeah. the same thing. And I watch what they do and I watch the movements they make and the patterns of play that they play. And it's tailor-made for your Sobber lies and your, and your McAllisters and your Gavin Birches and your Joneses <clears> and, <throat> and, you know, darwin darwin nunez would thrive because Alonso uses a big number nine up top in bonnie face in terms of and does lots of the same things that nunez does in running the channels really well and harassing people so so i can see lots of synergy what is interesting is he generally plays with a back three and i've looked at the liverpool business model for a while and a football model in terms of tactics and thought could that work where you play with the three and then you get your, you your full backs really far up the pitch and they can do their damage. And mm. I think that's why I remember we were linked with Inchkapi from there, the, the, yeah. the left-sided centre-back. Yeah. And people were saying he can play as a left-sided centre-back, but he can also play when we push them man into midfield as your third centre-back. So there's loads of permutations with the, the current playing squad at Liverpool and what Alonso has been doing with, with Leverkusen. I don't see anybody else playing football the way Leverkusen playing football at the moment. No. And this isn't, this isn't me sat here saying this because of the news we've had today. All my mates and people that I've spoken to about football will, will tell you I've been thinking like this for all season in terms of there'll come a time and we don't have Jürgen and it's not like seeing the writing on the wall or approaching a crystal ball or anything. <laughs> you, you, you kind of look to the future, don't you? Think, what will Liverpool look like in five years, ten years' time? It would be boss if we were doing what Alonso's doing at Leverkusen. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is about my mind, but I could just see the club burn to the ground. (laughs) 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 That's that's all I can see. (laughs) Um, In in terms of what you're saying, though, on the Leverkusen side of things, wow, um, what he's he's done there in such a short space of time. But the impressive thing about what he's done is he hasn't just... I don't know where that wrong, but he hasn't just gone to a massive club straight away, and he's just been given all the tools, and he's done the done everything right. What he's done is he's going to learn this trade at Sociedad B team, and he's put a lot of foundations in there before he's made these moves, um, and to go into that league by by the way, it's not. The way people the disrespect with that lead's getting is a bit bit of a joke to be fair right now. Oh, it's a shit league, it's this, it's that. If you, you they should be, you know, they should be fighting There's only league by Munich to compete with and stuff. It doesn't matter. What he's doing on the pitch was is what matters. And that to me is a promising sign. Um
3: and he's not spent he's not going looking with a checkbook to sign big names either. He's doing it with be, what he's got.
0: Imagine FSG with that could <laughs> be made yeah. up. Yeah. Um I had something today I seen Steve Hall put on um Thomas Frank. I don't know about that. I, I find listen, there's very sim, there's very much similarities with Klopp in terms of how he speaks his profession, how he how he likes to play the game. But for me, no disrespect to Thomas Frank, but I haven't seen him do how do I put this? Because by the way, Alonso hasn't yet. But he could, but I haven't seen him compete at the top level yet to justify that position. If that makes sense,
3: no, it does make sense. <clears throat> I think the similarities draw the comparisons, and the fact that he's well respected in football, and, and he yeah. is well respected in football, and um, you know, I have sort of touched base with Steele Matt today, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, through a WhatsApp group. He's been quite vocal in that regard, um, but but I don't think I think I think it was slightly underwhelming. That makes sense, you know. Yeah, he's done a good job within his own right. He now needs to go to another club and take himself to the next level. You're putting yourself from Brentford to the team that's currently sit potentially sitting top of the league and could win the title this season. Mm-hmm. But you've got to go in there, and you've got to talk to seasoned players who are winners about how to stay winners when you haven't done it yourself. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, this Whereas is this is where Alonso can. Yeah, a, as a player got instant respect from everybody. Mm. Listening to Fjordoft and other other journalists, they've been saying as a manager he's got exactly the same because as soon as he speaks the players think this guy knows what he's doing, he knows football. Yeah. You know, so so let's let's be let's be fair about it. Thomas Frank is a great manager mm-hmm. and uh within the next two or three years might move on to do something where he proves that potentially he's he's a he's a top three or four English or, or a German or a Spanish team manager because he seems to have a lot of the attributes but big shoes big big shoes to fill and and there's no connection with the fans and there's no connection with the club and mm-hmm. you've got three things, you've got to do squad, you've got to do fan and you've got to do club, that's the three things that as a manager coming into Liverpool you've got to get hold of straight away, the moment someone like Alonso with his connections to the club is appointed there's two ticks in the boxes straight away. The fans will welcome him with open arms and the connection with the football club is there. Then what he's got to do is impose his footballing style on the club. And that's the the last of the three things that he needs to do. And having the other two in place will help him massively.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, let's just hope for alonzo Say that gareth barry doesn't come into football management <laughs>
3: <laughs> you couldn't resist that could you no do um,
0: you know what It was waiting there for ages <laughs> i'll never for- job, forgive really? rafa i'll never forgive <laughs> no, um, no, right <clears throat> so let's end it there um I, i'm not gonna lie before this i was actually thinking i wonder if people want it or, do i want to talk about it and i haven't cried which is a bonus um and I feel so much better about it now. I think just having that chat and, you know, seeing what other people feel and it's not just Twitter twatters. Um, but yeah, it's been great to have you on, mate, as always. Um, I appreciate it's your time it. and thanks for everyone no, for no, listening in. No, no, no. Cool. And on that note, thank you very much, Egan Club.
3: I'm, I'm going to cry now. So, yeah, I held it together. I'm off to cry now. Yeah, the rosies coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wasn't really sure how to end this episode, so I thought the best way to do it would be to get some ex-guests and some Liverpool Football Club fans to describe or to explain what Jurgen Klopp means to them. So, here we go.
4: I never thought I'd be in the amount of disbelief at a manager leaving Liverpool, as the kid was on on the famous interview years ago, when he was told Shankly was left, but here I am today. Uh, gutted. Obviously, Jürgen decided to leave, but nothing but grateful for everything he's done for us. The man's, you know, turned us into the, the Liverpool we all heard about as as kids. He's won everything and created thousands of memories for us. And that sounds mad, but over nine years, we've got hundreds of games, places we've been, mates we've made along the way, and I say hundreds upon hundreds of memories of, of just. Absolutely fantastic being able to watch this Liverpool, and, and and watch him deliver everything he promised to do, and yeah it's 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 devastating. But the man means an awful lot to the city, to the club, and to the fans for not just what he's done on the pitch, but for for what he's been off it as well. And sad to see him go, but the man means everything to us. And as I said, nothing but absolute gratitude for what he's done.
3: What clock means to me is everything i mean i was 14 when he came in as our manager 14 or 15 and it really got me like more into the football than ever like i was i was into it probably from about 11 but from 14 when klopp came in it just changed everything and then obviously i painted him and he just became my muse with so much artwork i mean i don't know what i'm gonna paint
1: now i hope we have so many memories over the next four months that i can paint
2: ever since the news broke that Jürgen will be leaving the Reds at the end of the season it's been hard to comprehend, it's been hard to digest, it's been hard to put into words exactly what that man means to myself, Liverpool fans worldwide and Liverpool moreover as a city because what he's done ever since he arrived has been truly, truly remarkable there's been a love affair from day one but it extends way, way beyond the football manager but in terms of what he means to me, it's it's been everything absolutely everything for the last eight and a half years because the ride he's taken us on has just been a joy to behold like some of the moments he's worked miracles at times as Liverpool manager the trophies are one thing but it's the moments along the way that matter the most and for so long now we've been privileged and just so so lucky to have him as the statement as the figurehead of our football club and it's been incredible it truly truly has and it'll be a sad sad day when it does come to an end this summer.
0: Okay, Reds, what does Jurgen Klopp mean to me? What did he mean to me? He's still at the club. We know he's leaving at the end of the season. It's a huge shock, devastation. Couldn't believe it when I heard the news earlier today. Unbelievable. Still don't believe us. I think I'm dreaming. I think I'm in dreamland. He means everything to the club, to me, to the fan base worldwide. Of course, he's just been a breath of fresh air since October 2015 when he came in. He's turned us from doubters into believers. Let's get behind him now to the end of the season. We might be able to bring home a trophy or two. got to do it for him. we got to get a statue for him. we got to turn the cop into the club. Basically, unbelievable. He means everything to me. I'm absolutely heartbroken and devastated. Let's get behind him. Let's go. This means more.
3: So, Jorgen Klopp. What does he mean to me? An awful lot. An awful lot. And, you know, he comes in in 2015. And... He's turned his club upside down and he's given us some of our best nights, best days, some heartbreak. But what a man. What a man for Liverpool Football Club. and uh, He lives with everyone's blessing, he lives with everyone's best wishes and um, he'll be uh, forever a Liverpool legend.
4: Describing Jürgen Klopp in a few words is um, not that possible, especially in in an emotional day for all of us. What I always say about Jürgen is that I'm so grateful of him uh, for being a life lessons machine, especially on how to deal with difficulties, uh, setbacks and, uh, and bad moments, because the story of Liverpool is exactly that. Um, this is what love the most, the, the, the never-give-up mentality and the attitude of standing up every time you fall, because at the end of the storm, there's always a golden sky. Thanks for everything, Jürgen.
1: You're good Norbert Klopp. Where do we even start? Um, I'm not entirely sure where to start. There's so many moments we can pick out. But, you know, if I ever came face to face with that man, I think the only thing I'd say um, in awe of that man is just thank you. Like, thank you for the memories. Thank you for everything you've done for us, the fans, the city, the players, the squad. Just, I'm eternally grateful. And I wish you all the best.
3: Hey everyone, Steeho here from the Red Men TV. What does Jürgen Klopp mean to me? Well, he's the man who's brought me some of the greatest nights of my life, yeah, other than, you know, family stuff. Those nights where Liverpool have won those big trophies, it doesn't get any better than that, but more importantly than being a great football manager, he is a great man. He's been a great servant, not only for this football club, but for our city. He's done it in a very scout way. He's got humour, humility, but determination and a drive to win, so yeah. He means a lot and it's, it's going to be very, very weird when he's no longer the manager of our football club. Uh, we're losing a great manager, but more importantly, uh, we're losing a great man as well.
5: Morning. Saturday morning. and a long walk tonight because obviously after yesterday's news about Jürgen. Nothing should shock you anymore in this world we live in, but it certainly hits you hard some things and like that one did yesterday and will do for a while. What can i say about it he's he just he's just one of those per- people in the world that and there's not many of them he just makes you feel better he just puts a smile on your face whenever you if you're lucky enough to be in his company or you're watching from afar he just makes you feel better straight away and um if there's more people like him in the world it wouldn't be as tough a place it is so listen let's enjoy the last four or five months we've got of him hopefully we get some success this season but if not what he's done for our club and what he's done for the city and for football in general um, will always be remembered. He's a special, special man.
1: I'm in love with him and I feel fine. You can say to me, you know, we'll win the Premier League, you know he said so. I'm in love with him and I feel fine. so glad you delivered what he said. Jürgen said to me, you know we'll win the friendly league. You know he said so. I'm in love with him and I feel fine. I'm so glad that Jürgen is a red. I'm so glad you delivered what he said. Jürgen said to me, you know we'll Him and I feel fine. I'm so glad that Jurgen is a red. I'm so glad you delivered what he said. Jurgen said to me, You know, we'll win the Premier League. You know, he said so. I'm in love with him and I feel fine. I'm so glad that Jurgen is a red. I'm so glad. Delivered what he said. Jürgen said to me, you know we'll win the Premier League You know he said so I'm in love with him and I feel fine I'm so glad that Jürgen is the Red I'm so glad you delivered what he said Jürgen said to me, you know we'll win the Premier League You know he said so I'm in love with him and I feel fine. I'm so glad that Jurgen is around. I'm so glad he delivered what he said. Jurgen said to me, you know, we are win the friend unique. You know he said so. I'm in love with him and I feel fine. I'm in love with him and I feel fine. We're in love with him and we feel fine.